This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Ninth Realm, an Age of Sigmar podcast brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at up to 25 percentile below the manufacturer's suggested retail price. We don't pay attention to that price here. No. I also noticed that's a really nice way of putting it. I we, See, we stress the S in MSRP. Right. Suggested. Right. Because <laughs> we get you, it should be the LRP, low retail price. Right. From FLG? The low SRP. Mm. Ah. Mm. I like it. Guys, we're on episode 25. 25. Wow. We haven't missed a week. How the time flies. No matter how much Some people unnamed people have complained. I'm not saying names. I just, I just crack the whip hard sometimes. Yeah. Like, no, you made a commitment. <laughs> Get out there. Sometimes it just gets really hectic, and I right. understand, but we, we love talking about Age of Sigmar, so let's get... Let's get in it. With me today, of course, my name is Reese. With me is the one, the only, Mr. Dog. Thank you. Our dog. Fat Jay. <laughs> Jason. Back to his uh, ungiven name. Huh? Yes. God, I cannot escape that name. We can go back to Clown Baby. Clown Baby was unofficial. That was, uh, you got banned from the that's, forum for that. I did. The dog. Yeah. The dog. Well, go you, our dog. Our dog's fine. Our dog. Okay. And I'll then, of, of course, we have Mr. Scott. Hi. Scott's been with us for three episodes now. Third time. And is uh, is the scholar of the group. They heard I was on vacation <laughs> and started pulling me in. So. Every group needs the uh, the smart one. What? Oh, then you missed. The smart guy. You're bringing oh. the average up. We, we have, oh, I can we, bring the average up. I, yeah. I'll take that. We have the, the wild guy. with the wild card, the leader, the smart one. We have I'm smart again. We're so missing. Well, who are we missing? Who's we're missing. the wild card, Mariana? No, me. Oh, ah. wild card. Wild card. <laughs> well, actually, I miss her on the show talking. She'll she'll be back. She's just been well. For one, she was gone on vacation for right. a long time, and then now she's playing catch up. Yeah. Um, and she'll get back on. But right now, it's just not so leading up to the Las Vegas Open. Yep. Which, yeah. by the way, if you've not gotten your ticket, please do so. It's going to be an absolute blast. Once again, John from. Warhammer World, he runs their events. He runs the official Games Workshop, Age of Sigmar events. Mm-hmm. The head dude, the big cheese, yep. is coming all the way over on a jet plane from the UK to run the event. So it's going to be pretty special. Yeah. That's what I'm excited about. Yeah. You're going to see them. They're, uh, the narrative event, they're going to bring some of their army to the table. Yeah. And word was once or twice they're bringing their named characters to the table to lead mm. it, which sounds just amazing. I already paid for that ticket. Yep. I'm, I'm all in both all, well, all three days. I'm going to say both days, all three days. So it's going to be yep. really cool. Yeah. They, they do. Uh, John has Archeon and James has uh, Gordrak. Nice. And Ooh. they're going to both be making appearances in the narrative, not in the championships. Obviously, if you're playing a tournament game, they're not going to be like, and Archeon appears. Right, like, Thanks, dude. <laughs> but, uh, just randomly gonna... appears yeah, on right. your table. <laughs> Sorry, bro. He just throws it in yeah. your face. <laughs> hey, you know what? That would be forging a narrative. Though. Uh, it would it be. Would forging be. An, it would un- be. an unfortunate narrative, one which we would not want. <laughs> We'd have to get a photo of that right. person's Boom. face. Uh. The fist of Gork in your face. <laughs> So that's going to be a lot of fun and can't wait to see the way they run events. And we right. do, again, want to throw a special thank you out there to Games Workshop. They sent us a hundred 
of their castle towers. There's actually 50 of each variety. Yeah. 50 of each. 50 of each. And yep. they're, they're cool, they're big, they're beautiful pieces of terrain, but they're a pain in the butt to build. Yep. And yeah. we want to throw a big thank you to Scott, who has built now, I think you're on like, what, 12? Um, I've done 14 of the Bastions. <laughs> wow. And eight of the Crucibles. Oh my God. And I've got another couple Crucibles at home, another few bastions to put together for you guys get them in by friday or monday yeah so you will have built 25 percent of the buildings for the <laughs> sigma yeah in real life scott's a school teacher and he's on break yeah and he's I been in his right spare now. time he's been building these for us and so. i want to say yeah. he asked for nothing in return other than just to be able to contribute so right. when yep. you see him at the event please thank stop him thank him yeah unless well, he's in the middle of playing a yeah, game thank everybody involved oh yeah. you can stop me it's not going to break my concentration i <laughs> yeah. i'm not there to win i'm there to play right but we really do appreciate it. You see, you've been in here seeing how insane it gets. We're trying to juggle like 20 things at once at all times. Yep. Yep. But uh, at any rate, hope to see you at the LVO. It's going to be a blast. There's a ton of people signed up, way more than we were expecting or yeah. hoping for. Uh, so it's, it's really a testimony to how popular the game has gotten. Yep. Yeah. And I wish we had time to play more right now, but we are just so crazy. Well, when you, when you get the time, there's going to be places to play and things to, to go to. There's events up and down the coast right now here yeah uh, a year ago at this time it was you're scrounging for desert. games you'd show up yeah. and hope somebody would play right i ran a few things and we had six people show up after advertising for months mm -hmm. and you know but sticking to it now we've got like i said uh, the weekends leading up to the lvo there's an event every weekend yeah Which somewhere awesome. within driving good, distance good segue into that um and just one last kind of like tip of the hat, because yeah. I know we are limited on time today. Right. Uh, I do want to say a thank you to all the TOs like yourself, Scott, that have been right. kind of in the trenches, like slugging away. Right. And I think that not to toot our own horn at all. Like, right. I think us getting the ITC involved, Best Coast Pairings involved, and right. like really pushing it, I think that did help a lot. Yeah. Uh, not to... Well, you've got a strong ITC following here, so you've got a lot of right. people are willing to step right. into a new right. game. Right. And, I and think with this megaphone you've got... You know, the constant podcast you put out, yep. the, the web, all the storefront stuff you guys do, mm -hmm. that helps bring a lot of people in. Right. Yeah. And again, we're not trying to toot our own horn. It's just saying like, hey, go team. Like we did it. Everyone yeah. did it together. Games Workshop introduced the General's Handbook, which was really was the silver bullet. Mm -hmm. And I saw so many 40K guys. If you want to go back to, I think, episode 22, interview Ben Moley, who's like a renowned 40K tournament player. He, Ben Cromwell, yeah. one of our teammates, both ETC players. They've both switched to Age of Sigmar, and I think there's a lot of people that just needed that one little push right. yep. to go like, it's okay to play the game yep. from a fellow hardcore tournament 40K guy, right. and then they're like, you know what, 40K is a little hyper-complex right now, I'd like a break. Yeah. And I think yeah. the, the environment, everything was just right to give mm -hmm. Age of Sigmar a second chance. Well, and every 40K guy who's come and played it with me, they go, that, that's fun, I'd love to do this just on the side. Because it, it's quick, it's easier to put everything together. We get a game out. We have a good time awesome. doing it. Yeah, the, the models, models are awesome. Incredible. It's cheap to get into. We get a battle force, a couple extra yeah. boxes, you're good yep. to go. I mean, Even for a few bucks, you can get a thousand point army. For a little more, you can get two thousand on the table. Yep. And that's what everybody's playing at. So. Yep. Yeah, a couple hundred bucks. And you have a whole army. And that's like a good six months worth of fun. Yeah. And just in building and painting. Yep. If you're slow like me, that's how long it takes. Or <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, anyway, let's transition into the topic of the day. Um, yeah, uh, so but real quick before we do that, um, just if you guys are interested in events, uh, ITC homepage. Yes. Um, yep. Age of Sigmar, there are a, a few events, including uh, the one here coming up on January 7th, which is Scott's event at Addie's Games. A couple of us uh, will be here, so if you're interested in uh, meeting some of us, we will be there in San Diego, yep. Addie's Games. Uh, I will be there, Fat J, Jason. Um, Reese claims he will be there. We will see. 
It is a Saturday. So. Well, and it's, it's <laughs> will, really will, close to the crazy event. So. Right. Um, I will, uh, I will a couple of us. my hangover. Yeah, pa Pablo <laughs> claims he might be there, but um, we look forward to supporting it. Um, that weekend alone, though, I know I just glanced at it uh, before we started the podcast. Uh, there were at least three or four um, events in Southern California alone. Yep. So there are lots of events going on. Check it out. If you are a TO, if you are a tournament organizer, you are looking to run an Agent Sigmar tournament or you have one coming up, let us know. Um, make it an ITC event right now. We're just running the rules straight from the general's handbook. It's how Games Workshop wants the game to be played. We are not modifying anything. Nope. So no please let us know. Get points on the board. Get people showing up, and let's get it going. Come on. And the best yeah. part is if you don't like a thing in the rules themselves, you can change them. Yep. And yeah. in the coming year, if there's votes, if there's alterations, you can always right. skip them and just call it an ITC scored event one way or the other. Right. Yeah, we don't care. We just yeah. want people, we just want people attending we want people events playing. and playing and, and supporting their game stores. If you're a, a game store owner and you want people showing up, run an ITC event, get people showing up, get some points on the board. So yeah, yeah, we're really passionate about it. Um, so yeah, so let's, uh, again, time is a factor. I see Pablo, he's getting ready to do his uh, chapter tactics, which is another great podcast from the Frontline Gaming Network. Um, and he has Hasn't a guest. Any better, but that's he has a, a guest on from another part of the world that uh, is, yeah, is ready to call in. Oh, yeah, Australian yeah. TO. So right. if you are interested in 40K, uh, make sure to tune in for that. It airs on Saturday. Yep. And it's a, a gentleman organizing the largest 40K ITC event. I think it's the largest 40K event period in Australia. Nice. Neat. Yeah. So we're really wow. excited to help him. Wow. We love it when you get an ambitious. Australia has been like, is that, I don't want to go too so. off topic here, just also because of the time <laughs> crunch, but also Australia is, is probably our, our second most popular country for the itc for itc yes right? but the europe and the really? uk is starting to gain right. a lot yeah. of momentum australia it's i was always surprised at how many fans frontline gaming actually had in australia yeah it surprised me when i found it's, out it's well the i'm United hoping States. they drift over then so that yeah. way i can travel lots of other places right. and play yeah there, there are most of people that pay attention to what we do obviously usa the yeah. uk and australia and then canada yeah. and then germany yeah, last year at the LBO, we had a bunch of German like random Australians helping us like clean up and set up. And I'm like, what? Or who are you? And they'd be like, yeah. oh, we love you guys. I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, awesome dudes. Yeah, they just yeah. showed up and partied and it was great. Yeah. Um, one last point on that. The guys yeah. are coming from Perth from uh, Worlds in Radio nice. to the LBO. Ooh. Nice. They are real, they've been in the podcasting game for a long time. I remember listening time. to them yeah. a long, 10 years ago at least. Cool dudes. Yeah. Really <laughs> cool dudes. Anyway, on to the topic. Yeah. Yep. So big release this week, um, or a big news this week, big I would news, say. Yeah. Um, FAQ from Games Workshop for uh, Age of Sigmar across the board. We had yeah, an they, FAQ they release. All of them. Yeah, for the rules. Changed some rules. General handbook. Stuff. All the alliances got uh, FAQ and errata uh, updates. So we're going to go through them, um, just the, the five different ones, so, or the six, right? The four alliances, the rules. And the general's handbook, and uh, Scott's going to kind of lead this discussion because he he kind of has, he went through this with a fine tooth comb. He's going to kind of go over the oh, ones. Not that fine. There were some teeth um, missing. Okay, a big tooth comb, <laughs> just like my mom. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, and he's, I'm kidding. <laughs> he's going to go through the ones that uh, he found most interesting. We're going to kind of touch on those, but remember, there are a lot more than we're going to be covering. So if you are interested in this, um, we aren't going to be going through all of them. There's a lot. But the um, links should be but there. There's going to be links in the show notes where you can be able to follow these. If you're listening to this and if you're listening to it just through iTunes, you can go to our blog. Uh, the uh, the episode uh, shows, show notes will be up on the front page, uh, frontlinegaming.org, um, and you'll be able to follow this and download them and, and look through this because there are some really good ones in here. So, Scott, yeah, take it the, away. The rules, they threw quite a few pages at the rules. I think this is, yeah, seven pages all the way through. Mm -hmm. um, for a four-page rules, they have seven Seven little pages of alterations yeah, and questions I mean, answered. and 
you're not going to get away with a four page no and especially just, when the general's handbook came out they had to you yeah. at that point you're like you, okay you got to answer some of these four pages are wrong. so but it gets people going right the yeah. four pages is a non-intimidating way to get going into the game it's right. like the quick start rule set right. that other games put well in and, their, and in every single set. set of big rules you have for um your scenarios and stuff say ignore these rules from the basic set they're just kind of there to put the models on the table and get it done right this is how you roll the dice. This is how these units work. But uh, one of the ones that I've had a few uh, tournaments and talked about with people is rolling damage. Mm -hmm. So after you fail saves, mm. there's a certain amount of damage that's done. If it's a, a variable or a random amount, you roll that, add it together, then apply it to the unit right. and pull it off the models. Well, some people want to roll it separately because right. there's things like uh, the stone horn or my idol right. where you half the damage. No. You don't roll each one separately. Uh, roll it all together. Then right. I get to half the damage. Right. That's the way the stone horn works. That's the way it feeds over to the idol. Right. So that was something they kind of answered. Do you mind um, reading that one real quick? Yeah. Um, and because uh, that that's a contentious issue, and it's still. I mean, when that first the four page rule book came out, and we started playing up in the Martinez store, that the way that you would deal with multiple damage. Um, would confuse the heck out of a lot of us. And we would look and there'd be like seven page forum topics on it. People can understand how to do it. We all read it really quickly. Sure. When determining random damage in step four of the attack sequence, generate the value for each successful attack the weapon makes. The result is the damage for the single successful attack. For example, a unit of iron jaw brutes makes five successful attacks where their gore chop has damaged D3. This means you would roll 5d3 to determine the number of wounds inflicted by the attacks. Right, right. So you don't do it individually. You do it all together. Right. And then you apply the damage to and the then, unit. Yeah, and then apply whatever rules come after that. Because I, I know I had my uh, idol out, and that was a question. One guy tried to roll piece by piece, and somebody mm -hmm. came by and said, oh, no, that's not how it's done. And right. Now they've got it in black and white. Right. Um, or in this instance, red and white. Well, yes. That's magenta. True. Magenta is the... Curdy color. And when it says within, they, they covered that... When it's, did, did they finally clarify what within means? Is it wholly well, or partially within? They said other than specified on certain pieces this or certain This is a legal rules. document, by the way. A legal document? Oh, my the, goodness. The, the writing of this is like a, reading a legal document. Yeah, so it's <laughs> long as... why they call them rules lawyers. Right? So, for example, a unit within 12 inches of another unit, as long as any model from one unit is within 12 inches or less of another unit. So that's for command abilities and mm -hmm. stuff like that yeah. they're dealing with. So if the barest sliver of your base is within the barest sliver of the, the commander or whoever's base, right. the right. unit is within 12 inches. Okay. That yeah. is the way we've always played it. But I totally... That's why I like games like Private like War Machine. They clearly specify wholly within, partially within. Right. And there's no ambiguity. Yeah. Because they use the word wholly and partially. Wholly and partially within. And with your war scrolls and your different units, you're going to have to read with each ability because they do have some that say the unit has to be totally within. Right. They do specify it. So just saying right. within, you'll have to read the fine print. Right. Because I've caught a few of those at tournaments too when I'm judging. You go, oh, no, you can't do that. And you have to go through and read every yeah. line. You go, oh, no, but down here at the bottom it says all the models. So the right. farthest one can only be. Right. And it, it's, I wish they would just have standardized language. Like this is Yeah, and each one's worded differently, which is yeah. even better. Well, even in 40K, a, it was for the void shield generator, remember? They right. finally clarified they that. They did, but, but that for the longest time, people were it, like, it can't mean that. For well, the history of Games Workshop games, they've yeah. never clearly defined right. wholly within, partially within, except yeah. for in instances like this. Right. Why don't you just create a database of yes. rules terms? Hey, gang, whenever yeah. you reference a rule, this right. is the universal definition 
right. for that. And a lot of games about. do that. Yes. Um, yeah. One, one my, yeah. my favorite Warzone Resurrection at the <laughs> beginning, they have like three pages of these are the terms and this was what it means. Yes. Yeah, right. I'm just saying that because I was just reading Clearly it. Defined. And it said, yeah. this is what this means. Well, so. but then they wouldn't but, be able to come out with these FAQs and we wouldn't have anything to talk about. That is true. Be, this is done. giving us... Like Something 20 minutes of content. See, I've had, I've had a theory for a long time that they intentionally create chaos because it causes yeah. controversy. Yes. I think that's going too far, tinfoil hat. Causes people to lose yeah. their mind. I think that is a little too far, but. I think it's just a big organization that could use a little bit more. Yeah. Well, structure. and so they have moves and pile-ins. Uh, they have a video for that, for what a pile-in is. That'll uh, be in the show notes. Yep. Yeah, and that's on YouTube, so you don't have to go behind the paywall they on Twitch to Yeah, do they that. did. They actually made a video showing how to do a pile-in. That's and that's awesome. And that's really important because mm -hmm. new players, when they show up to either, I've had a few at a tournament, I've had quite a few show up at the game store. Mm -hmm. And when you do your pile-in move and you do your charge move, they, they just get this look of wonder on their face of, I can get away with this. Right. You, so go watch you, that video. You showed me first, like the charge, the pylon is when you move directly towards the enemy. Mm -hmm. The charge does not. And right. that's a complete reversal. Yeah. First model has to end within a half inch. Mm -hmm. The rest, I mean, I can string them in a chain in a big circle as long right. as I have the distance to yep. place them wherever I want. They don't have to even be close. Right. Now you want them to, but you don't have to. Right. And you can use the charge roll. They the point out in the video, as I've models. pointed out more than multiple times on the table or during a tournament, a guy, you don't want to move into contact. And, you know, if you're playing a guy who's new and he does something that seems odd, ask him, is that what you meant to do? Because you can do this. Right. I mean, that's, a, I find you get a lot better game in that way because oh, right. they feel like you pulled something over their eyes when your unit, you yeah. don't have the guys in contact. They can move three more inches and all right. of a sudden you go from three people who can attack to your whole unit because you've just adjusted them just right mm -hmm. to get all 10 into base right. using these rules with all of them ending up closer mm -hmm. to the model. Um, so they, they kind of clarified that, gave a little chart for movement, and also answered the, you know, uh, a lot of groups have attacks that ha or attacks, moves that happen in the hero phase and says, as the movement phase. Yes. And they multiple times over and over in this document point out that means in, it's like done, done like it's in the movement phase, not taking their movement phase. Right. They still get to move. And, and that was pretty right. clear in most of them, but I guess that came up as a question. Right. And, and, then it, and then it says that they can't do their special abilities with that movement. Right. Like they just move, they, it, like if they have a five inch movement. Unless specified otherwise. Right. Or you can't do, the, do a special. So it means you move as if it were the movement phase? Yes. And that's it? Right. Right. And so if you have some sort of special ability that lets you teleport, in the you can't phase. teleport with right. that other right. ability. Yeah. Unless, unless specifically stated in the right. war scroll. And all of them are different, which is why I have to keep throwing that caveat in because there's yes. little things for each one. But so if you did that, you have to stop three inches away from another model. Mm -hmm. um, in destruction, they ask that same question. Can I use my destruction move? You get a D6 in the hero phase movement. And it says move as if the movement phase, which just means you have to end up three inches away from any other model. You can't right. get closer than that three inches in the hero phase, which also lets you pull out of combat as long as you roll high enough to get out. Right. So they, they cover that too. And they came up with a little chart. The chart was interesting because the chart is just... They made a chart that shows what they wrote in the paragraph. Well, it's like a flow chart. But, you know, yeah. it's nice to If have. this, then that. Right. You know, it's like giving you a little algorithm to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, too, from a lot of experience being a TO and working on FAQs, model positioning questions are always the stickiest. Yeah. Because you're trying to represent what's happening in three-dimensional space with some words, and it's almost never going to cover all the, the variable weird situations that come up. Yeah, that was that, that's a lot of that, too. They've... Uh, moving on to the next, they've got uh, uh, picking to pile in. There's abilities that let you pile in twice. 
if it says they attack twice in their turn, they actually get to do it all at the same time. Mm -hmm. But the one that was the big one, because I was playing Death when it started, mm -hmm. your Necromancer can cast a spell that allows unit to quote unquote pile in twice. Right. And it is exactly as it's worded, and they've cleared it up here in the FAQ for the rules. That means if I cast that spell, my skeletons pile in and attack, mm -hmm. and then you choose somebody. And then if I want to choose them again, they pile and attack again. Right. You don't get to do it once and then do it again before your opponent gets a chance to react. Got it. That's special to very specific units and things in there because they do mention it. There's two different wordings, and mm -hmm. actually they were specific. There's two different wordings. If it says, again, you just get to activate them again right. later. And then there's another wording. Let it's me see if I find it. Uh, if it says immediately pile in, then you get to do it. Okay. Because they actually give a, give a wording. But go ahead and read it up. It's in the magenta. That, I actually read that one because you had, you had highlighted it. And yeah. It confused me a little bit because they said, some say, uh, if they say, if it says immediately, you can do it twice in a row. Right. If it says, if, if it says you can do it again, you can do it again, but not immediately. <laughs> right. So we'll go over it just yeah. so that the listeners okay. can understand what we're going with. So the question is, some abilities allow a unit to pile in and attack twice, while others allow them to immediately pile in and attack a second time. What is the difference? It's a good question. Yes. Yeah. Because that's a very uh, nuanced difference. Right. Answer. The former allows you to pick the unit to pile in and attack twice in the combat phase rather than only once, while the second allows you to pile in and attack with the unit twice in succession. The first version will therefore give your opponent a chance to pick a unit to pile in and attack with before you can make the second pile in and attack with your unit, while the second version will not. Yeah. Very nuanced difference, but what, the second is clearly more powerful. Yeah. The, the, and the second one's rarer. It's on scrolls. The other one... It's on specific scrolls. The other one, there's spells that do it. There's command abilities. I know the Dark Elves, my um, Witch Elves get to do it. And it's so, and it's important because if I got to do it twice, those Witch Elves would wreck everything near them. I get to do their attack once, then you get to peel off some of their numbers before they get to do it again. Right. Because if I was able to do all 30 twice, I, I can guarantee you I'll remove pretty, any pretty much any model you put on the table. Right. That's pretty mm -hmm. savage. Except my Tree Man with a rerollable two up save, bruh. Right. Yeah, that's a lot which, of rolls to make two do. ups. Yeah. Well, the thing is, that then you just shoot me with mortal wounds and I die, which is why the two up reroll save is fine in Age of Sigmar because you're like, mortal wounds, pew pew. Yep. You throw the right guy at the right group. So, what's the next topic that, or next rule that we want to highlight? Well, you're pointing at it. What is this? Oh, one? so this Sorry, one I thought was interesting. If you have several models that have the same exact ability, uh, oh, the yeah, question yeah. was, do you have to activate them all and do them all at the same time, or can you do them individually and then decide if you want to do the next one um, at, uh, at a different time? And they said you can choose to do them at different times. Well, so like, right. if you unit? have in a unit, so like if you have, they use the, uh, the Dark the Elf Assassins. If you have like multiples, you don't have to do them all at the same time. You can do one and then decide if you wanted to do another one or not. Because the way the rules worded, it's like the assassin strike, and it makes it right. sound like it's possible. And I'm assuming also like uh, something like the Grots, they have the um, the wrecking ball guys. Oh, yeah, but it says fanatics. they all have to come out when you get to destruction. Oh, those they yeah. all have to. Okay, go out at so the, same the War time. Scrolls will, will should tell you. Right. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. One. That's that a good one a good to one. highlight. Yeah. Because yeah. they uh, let me flip to the destruction one because they actually specifically said oh, all of them do have to come out. So yeah, your Grot fanatics in the same unit as Moon Clan Grots. Can I release them in order? Of the course of several different turns, or must I release them all at the same time? And their answer: They must be released at the same time and mm. must be placed within an inch of the unit of that the is unit they're hiding. So those ones specifically. They so want. this one's different than that, is where you can't just say, "Well, here's one grot to discourage you, and I'm going to hold on to the rest for later." Right. That you have to throw them all out. Yeah. Well, one fanatic goes, the other ones are like, "It's go time, baby." Yeah. And, they're, they're and that's I mean, GW is famous for that. Of we said this rule here, but that rule there. Right. 
Oh yeah. And, and I'm sure it's specific to the group and there's a good reason for it. I don't, I haven't used my fanatic grots. So there might I be a good reason though, for that in their wording that I don't know of. I can see why, because one grot fanatic is going to hold up a charge every single time because they, right. they can charge in your opponent's phase. So they would just, they, that you, any unit that had grot fanatics in it would never be charged the entire game. Right. You just fire them off one at a yeah. time like BBs. Because yeah, you charge them in your opponent's phase and it stops your opponent from charging because you charge in your opponent's charge phase. Right. Yeah. They also restate the keywords for things in uh, battalions. So a World Scroll Battalion is referring to a keyword. It appears as a keyword in bold. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's referring to the unit name. Right. So it says Auric Boys. If Auric's in mm -hmm. bold, it's talking about the keyword. So everything with that keyword right. would fit. If it just has it in normal type, then they're talking about that unit, that name. Right. Um, I love the next question. It's This is a... Perhaps you deserve a stupid sign question. <laughs> can one unit take up several slots in War Scroll Battalions? No. No. I can see somebody asking that because they're like, well, this, t you know, because they, they want to get around like having to take right. something. If Simple yeah. Simon the Pipe Banger yeah. played Age of Sigma, he would ask this question. Right. Or a really smart person that's looking for a loophole asks right. this question. I, you know what? I it's totally one of get the other. that. I totally get that just from remembering when oh, Games Workshop, on Games Workshop on Facebook, we're like, we're going to do 40K FAQs. Can you guys ask questions? Oh, and questions. somebody was like, can a bolter fire twice within 12 inches? And that was the question. Like, and I was mm, like, okay. And you wonder if they're just doing rope-a-dope. No, 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 that was, I think no, that was a real question. Because we get these questions. Oh, we, yeah. We get okay. these questions. So, like, they're yeah. legit. Yeah. Like, the best, I think the best bad question of all time right. was when we were first started making fat mats. Right. Somebody asked if we would paint it for him or if he had to paint it himself. And we're like, for you, sir. <laughs> yeah. For the small fee of five hundred dollars, yeah, we'll paint it for you. Yeah. We'll paint it for you. We'll, we'll take care. And of of course, we did not do that, no. but right. But yeah, like my favorite. Uh, can I take uh, Tyranids in the Blood Angels formation? No, 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 you cannot. <laughs> no, no, only you can't. So <laughs> we're yeah, we're we're getting a little little closer on All time. Right. So, so let's let's highlight. I guess probably let's just stop your, on the General's Handbook. Then. Yeah, your most we'll powerful. Yeah, um, the, the ones that are going to be the most pertinent to people that are going to so jump into the tournament. They yes. changed escalation. You're no longer breaking your group into three. They said to disregard that. Right. Oh, you mean the, the battle and, plan where you could just lose the game on the first turn? Right. Well, because there are <laughs> there are battalions and groups that can ignore that rule and their whole army comes on anyway. Right. Yeah. So they've thrown that out and they basically said battle line could be within nine inches. Mm -hmm. If it's a behemoth, it has to be 24 inches away. Mm -hmm. If it's battle line and behemoth, I don't know what army has that. I'll have to pick through and look. I didn't uh, do it beforehand. Stonehorn. Stonehorn maybe, is maybe battle Stone, line. It's the yeah. only one I can think of. That yeah. They can be yeah. at that nine inch range right. because they're they're a battle line and everything else has to be 18 inches away from that that line okay so that's an entirely different way to set up the uh, battle so right. you're basically you're setting up in tiers away from that skirmish line right rather than coming in piece by piece right which also means the one trick that was played during the tournament in england that everybody got upset about where the guy put down his army so the other guy couldn't bring anybody onto the table yeah no that's yep that 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 was the one where you're like, how did you? How is this missed? Right. How is this missed? Like Ben, I was in my conversation with Ben Moley instantaneously. Right. He's like, wouldn't you just deploy your army on the line and then the guy can't walk on? You're like, yeah. yep. And I'm assuming yep. the, the other guy had Stormcast Eternals and he came down and I, just, I think that shook. was it. He basically yeah. just put them enough because they need to be nine or twelve inches away from anything else. Right. And if you just space them out, yep, then you can't play. 
Um, and the, the, the one thing that is, though, that, that guy who did that, too, it's kind of like... it's 100% legal. Oh, I know, like, but still. Well, on, on his, <laughs> on his enough, podcast, yeah. is, he talked about that, how he had told his opponent beforehand, like, yeah. well, this is how this game's going to play, so this is what you need to do to try to counter it. Right. Right. And his opponent didn't listen to him. Right. He kind of points out the whole thing. Before we even played, right. before the tournament started, if we end up on the same table, this is the way it's going to end up playing out if you do this. Yeah. And he followed... The, his yeah. opponent followed the plan he shouldn't have followed. Right. Even after he said, you don't want to do this because I'll be able to basically block you. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, the thing is like, Fair enough. Fair like enough. this needed to happen so that they changed right. it. Yeah. Because like, it's just like in 40K where right. someone's got all outflanking army and then you're like, oh, I have infiltrators. I line the board edges, you lose. Right. Right. And it's like a perfectly viable, like yep. that's one of those ones where it might be upsetting, but you have to like shake the other guy's hand and be like, well played, sir. Yeah. Yep. Well Fair played. enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Anyway, um, the Sylvaneth Woods, I don't know why that needed to be um, That'll be on the explained, um, but everything. Actually, no. I, I, no, I this one, have to be this one was was unclear. Yeah, I was not doing it this way. Okay. I was putting them all over the damn. That's. Table. Um, I guess I just don't read. Yeah, and that's well, that was very that was very powerful for being able to put them all over the place because I played against Reese doing it. Right. Um, we'll, yeah, now uh, they have to be in clumps, so it's yes. all they're all within right. and, and, an, an and in a specific way to do it, right. not in a line, not in a line. You got to put them in like a triangle formation. Yeah, and Ben, ben Johnson put out a little picture of that. Right. He was discussing it before the FAQ came out, and people were, "Well, you're not official. You just work for them." And like, right. no, this is the way we're doing it. And right. then the FAQ came out specifically saying, "Yes, within an inch of each other." So you can yes. go look at his picture of, of each, each other, other, meaning of every single one of every single one. So I put three. down three. So meaning each they have to be, to be in a triangle. Way, so they be in a triangle. Yeah, the, they, they the say only, clump here. The only problem with that is, is they don't really address what you do with terrain that's already on the table. Like you, a lot yeah. of times you won't even physically be able to do it. I don't know. There's well, not that's why it's one, two, or three, yeah. so you can yeah. line them out. Yeah, well, in a properly spaced We're going to have a link in the show notes to their blog that shows how to do it. Because I was not doing it this way. No, I was you were just all putting them all over the table. All over the table. Because I was like, sweet. Which is super powerful. Yeah. All over. Yeah. Teleporting behind yeah. lines. Yeah. And heroes. Damn it. <laughs> the way, heroes don't have cheating. to be your general. That yeah. was another big one. Which is weird. It's in the main rules. I don't rules, understand why. But, you know. Because every faction has access to several. Yeah, but several, if several I rules. have the, if I'm destruction, somebody gave me this example. Um, if I have destruction and they right. want to be, I want to be able to burn down some Sylvaneth Woods. Right. Well, if I make the general part of a big unit of brutes. Right. And this, this guy who was pointing this rule out, he uses yeah. a big group of brutes. Right. Well, you're not getting rid of my general real easy. You're not taking right. that ability off the table until you kill the whole unit. Right. So that would be one reason to do it. So you right. kept that power going. Oh, okay. But I, it also I, then means weird. you don't have a command ability to throw around. You have to use the base one. Yep. That kind of thing. Yeah. You don't um, get their special ability. Right. And if a scroll no longer exists, you can't field that battalion. That's kind of affected me because right. I'm trying to field the battalion I can't do anymore. Right. That's a bummer. Well, it's it's okay overall. I mean, I, I'll still be able to field something, but it's just kind of interesting. I saw them starting to do that, especially with the the rumors of the generals and the last coming uh, out. The last on the list was the ring of immortality. You actually have to set aside reinforcement points in order to refield that character to D three wounds. Yeah, I think that's terrible. But I was using it to refield a four wound character. Right. So I wasn't really abusing it, but I can see if we put a vampire out there and he gets to drink his chalice of blood, he gets a D three, gets a D six more, and if he kills somebody, he gets another wound back. Right. All of a sudden, so that's what Brandon was using, right? He was yeah, using it yeah. on a his vampire, vampire war with like 18 wounds. was like invincible, yeah. dude. Like we just no yeah. one could kill it. Yeah. You'd get it down to like three wounds and you come back full like, oh, back to full. You're, you're like, like, oh, good. Dang well, it. I already sacrificed yeah. so half my army. If you yeah. wanted to do that now to bring him back with re-immortality, you'd have to literally set aside those points. So he has to set aside 18 wounds. Well, points. Yes, points. Yes, the points for that, that unit. Oh. So now a lot of people are saying, well, I, why take it? True. Well, if you take it for a On the death boards, a lot of them are like, yeah, a cheap character might work out. A guy right. who doesn't scale, 
with somebody you're, you're gonna have those extra points anyway because a lot of times you put together an army and you have 40 60 80 points now, how does this can't get blessed we we gotta we gotta end it here yeah. soon but how does that work so okay real quick so he, your vampire lord has the ring of immort- immortality right you set aside how many points is he to something to a whatever 300 300 points, points. okay so points. you set aside 300 points because they're going to essentially summon him back when he dies right but let's say you get you he gets down to half wounds right and then you bring him back up are those 300 no, points no, gone no no it what do you mean when he resurrects oh is that what it does it, right no, no, oh i thought it, what it no, says thinking of the blood chalice. oh like the i was old, thinking of blood yeah, chalice it works okay. like the old uh, the old Got rules it. for okay. um one of the named characters where he would come back in the fight Got it. He just comes oh, back. Oh, so this this war gear item just brings you back right. once right. you die. Okay. And, and he went in the phase he dies in, you redeploy him Got at it. a certain distance away Got or it. her away from a certain area. So if it's done right and you kill him in the hero phase, sure. you can then kill him in the shooting phase right. or assault them while they have very few wounds. Right. But it's a way to bring a character back, Got which it. is why I had it because I, I was using night haunts. I have very weenie little heroes and I wanted to be able to get one back on the table. Right. And now I'm deciding if I want to spend 80 points, even 80 points just to bring her back. Yeah. It may not be yeah. what I want to you do. You just take another night haunt and right. be better off. Right. Yep. Well, there are a lot more than we've yep. covered. Uh, there, all the alliances have their own. Uh, again, we're going to have all this information on our show notes. Um, so if you are listening to this in the car or if you're listening uh, to this uh, just through iTunes, um, go to frontlinegaming.org. It'll be on the front page, Age of Sigmar, uh, or the Ninth Realm, episode 25. Uh, so all these links will be in there. We'll have a link to the video showing how to pile in, which is kind of confusing for a lot of people, including myself. Yeah, and it's, it's um, a good one to watch. Yeah, and there's also going to be a link to the blog post by the Games Workshop employee showing uh, how to uh, deploy yourself in a Wildwoods, which, again, was confusing to a lot of people, including us here at yeah. Frontline Gaming. It wasn't confusing to me. It just was ambiguously <laughs> worded. I mean, you were able to use it for your well, advantage. It just seemed like that was the way you did it. But, but it balanced out my cheating. I was wrong. No, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> so anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Scott, always a pleasure. Thanks for having yeah. me. Thank you for yeah, joining Yeah, thanks for coming us. in. And uh, if you haven't gotten your rooms and you're attending Las Vegas Open, I got my room. You're going to be listening to this on Thursday, which is the 29th. Yeah, you have like... You have a few days. You have like five days. Yeah. Because our room block expires and you could still, you could still book... But the room rate isn't protected anymore. Yep. And as yep. we approach the Super Bowl, it's going to go up, mm-hmm. guaranteed. And, and the guaranteed, the hotel is going to be completely booked out. Yes. Because it's the Super yeah. Bowl. And it's also Chinese New Year, um, and it Vegas books. Yes. It books It'll up be every hotel room it, full everywhere. The, into every hotel yeah, is yeah. going to book. I got mine right away. Yep. Just got in there. So don't wait, and, and don't wait and say, "Well, I'm going to get a room in another hotel." I guarantee it's every. Well, hotel I'll have a room available. So if you want to pay me, I don't know, it's, um, you can stay with Scott. four or five thousand dollars. I'll, <laughs> I'll give up my room and walk in. Yeah, yeah I that's have okay. a bathtub you know. available. Well, that's true. I could rent space out of it. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, please space. get your room, and you do want to stay in the hotel, so you're not walking a very long distance with yeah, all your stuff. Yeah, that's always a bummer. Yeah, just stay in the hotel. It's so much easier. Yeah, and we look forward to seeing you there. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, have a good one. We will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.